chaos is everywhere. Um, so here we are. We are back into Deep Space Nine. Awesome time. So I'll just welcome everybody. Welcome everybody to Chaos the Final Frontier. I am your host, Jonathan Gilchrist, and that guy over there um, is Artie Vice. Yeah, so, yeah, get it. Got a lot of energy as always. And today we're going. Someone's to- got to bring it. Yeah, well, that's true. Today we're going to start Season 2, Episode 1 of Season 2 of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, The Homecoming is what it's called. <laughs> I'm sorry, can we stop for a second? And nope. can I just comment how you just said Season 2, Episode 1 of Season 2? Yep, sure did. I was, I was going to let that go. Thank you for stopping to point out that I... Oh, yeah. No, I'm not, letting that, <laughs> not letting that go at all. That just happened. Oh. Anywho... <laughs> so let's not linger any longer than we have to. Let's just start the episode. I'm at zero. Are you ready to go? Yeah, I'm at zero of season two, episode one of season two, man. Zero. Let's go. Zero. Zero uh, dot dot zero 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 zero. I've just decided this podcast will never happen again. So this will be the fun <laughs> episode. Uh, well, why uh, do it now then? Good night, everybody. <laughs> All right, so we're going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Shattered. There we go. So we're back. Um, just because I want to make sure I say this before I forget the date, because I didn't uh, write anything down today. I did do some research, but I didn't write anything down. Uh, this aired on September 9th, or no, sorry, September 26th, 1993. Woo! We're still technically in 93. We're just, you know, months and months after last season ended. Yeah. And we're back to Quark. Man. This actually, uh, this actually makes it weird. I, I, It didn't matter to me much when I saw the fact, but I'm going to point out, apparently this is the first episode in all of Deep Space Nine that Norm, not Norm, uh, Morn, the Norm character in the bar doesn't appear in the show and it's oh, just weird right. that, yeah it's weird that this episode's the episode when they start in the bar you'd expect them to be there so huh. okay. yeah, i'm just i point that out because when i read it, i was like who cares like yes he's always yeah, there cares that he's not in the episode i was like oh no that kind of makes sense why the hell would he be in the bar <laughs> oh you two so good to see that you still hate each other yep For good reason, might I add. Yeah. Well, apparently, um, well, actually, this comes to a really fun, uh, one of the rules of acquisitions, uh, why this is happening. So basically, Odo just told Quark that some information he gave him paid off, and he's trying to figure out why uh, Quark helped him. And um, Quark is going to explain in a little bit to somebody else why he helped them based on the rules of acquisition. So... That'll be the day. Never trust those years. I'm pretty sure Quark's genuine in his wish for peace. 
Not the 76. One of my favorites, actually. <laughs> so the 76 rule of acquisition is every once in a while, declare peace. It confuses the hell out of your enemies. I mean, he's not wrong. No, it's it, like if you have no morals, it's great business advice, actually. Oh, here comes one of the random women that, you know, Quark has obviously had a thing with. Yep. Yeah, she's not important to the show. What she's going to give to Quark is important to the show. So I'm not going to spend too much time on her. She's also a random species that doesn't have a name. I, you know what? I'm going to take that back. I guarantee you her species has an entire name and backstory yeah. because that's who Trekkies are, but I don't think it's ever mentioned in the show. So, um. uh, I didn't, like, I, I went in as far as I usually go, but I didn't actually get to see if there was a history, but I just, there can't not be a history. The fandom's just too crazy. Ravenous. Not Yeah, crazy not to do that. Yeah. Ew. I think this is the first time we've actually seen a Bajoran prey. So, again, establishing that they have different cultural things, that she's standing with her arms up like that to pray. Gross. Yeah, ew. Ew. Not the weirdest thing that I ever seen an actor do when they're trying to play an alien. So, actually, I looked that up um, a few weeks ago. I was watching that other show I talk about every once in a while, and there's an alien in the show that was like went in to kiss another character, and um, he kissed her with his eyes open. I was like, "That's weird. That's not something you ever do." I was like, that must have been an acting choice to keep your eyes open. And it led me to look up the fact that um, when did kissing become a thing? Apparently, you can actually trace the beginning of kissing in our culture. Oh, it's really? A, yeah, it goes back to 5,000-something B.C. in India. There's a picture of two people kissing, and they, they call it absorbing each other's souls. But if you go back to ancient Egypt, there's no um, no depiction of it. There are people standing close together, but they never kiss. Huh. Yeah, so apparently it was something that was invented, which is just a random fact that I picked up a while ago, and I even put it up on Twitter. But I figure this is a good place I need to put it in here, because it really has been in my head ever since. So. Right. Oh, wait, it's the intro. Bum, bum, <laughs> bum, 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 all right. Yeah, you know, it's just great because instead of getting sued by just Star Trek for you singing the theme song, we'll get sued by Star Wars and the producers of Family Guy. So it'll, it'll work out three ways. Not really, because yeah. it's only a few seconds of each one. Combined, sure. it might be more than just a few seconds, but separately, they're just a few seconds each. So okay. no worries. <laughs> I'll give it to you with your advanced law degree. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, go ahead. I definitely have one of those. 
So I wanted to I want to bring this up during the uh, credits, and this isn't something we got to decide now. I just wanted to put this out there so we can start thinking about it uh-huh. when we get to it. At the end of this season, which I know is a long ways off, yes. at the end of this season, um, we officially have the choice on whether we want to watch Voyager or not, because then they cross over. Every year after this, basically, Voyager is going on at the same time. So there's several ways we can do that. But I just want us to, I want to tell you that and just, you know, think about, think what you might want to do. And we'll see what we want to do when we get there. Like I said, that's many weeks down the road. So I'm not worried about it too much. I just thought I'd put it out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's something we'll have to think about. Yeah, no. I'm sure we'll have many more conversations. But, you know, I looked at, I saw that today and I was like, oh, okay. That's a good thing to keep in mind. More conversations with you? Jesus Christ. I mean, we've only done this like, what, 50 something times at this point? God. <laughs> I mean, we're like, if you put all the podcast episodes together, we've done more than 50 episodes. Some of them you haven't been on, but most of them you've been here. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, I got the Bajoran girl. What? Jake went through puberty during um, some of this. <laughs> I mean, what do, what do people do in the Hollow Suites? I mean, never mind. I know what people do in the Hollow Suites. I just don't want to mop up what people do in the Hollow Suites. Since I grew hair. Since when did that become boring? Since I grew hair, my balls, Dad. Fuck you. <laughs> Oh, I mean, you could have been a writer on this show. You got it down. I mean, I feel like it, yeah. (laughs) So one of the facts that I did see that I think is going to be important, I think I've already told you this before, but apparently going in between the two seasons, one of the showrunners basically told the, um, the writers to start writing for what makes Deep Space Nine, um, unique and stop writing with any connection to like the next generation universe. So, and I've told you that before the first season like feels next generation. And this is when it starts to start feel like its own thing. And yeah. that's because of a conscious choice to do so. So. Um, and I said, that, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I mean, the setting alone makes it feel different. Like, yeah. I know I brought this up during our like two episodes of the other one, but like, yeah. Good God, it's so different. Yeah. No, it it really, like, you feel, even the episode we watched where it was, like, the Borg kicking their ass, you feel much safer on the Enterprise. Like, to me, like, Deep Space Nine, even when it's at its nicest, feels like somebody could just walk up and stab somebody in the show. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just to get back to what's happening in the episode... Uh, Kira, what Quark got from that lady was a earring that he gave to Major Kira because it's a Bajoran earring. Mm-hmm. And um, now she's asking Cisco to get a runabout. And the reason is so she can, I don't know, 
uh, eh, whatever. They're going to tell you in a second. The reason is because the per, the owner of the Iran, um is a famous um, resistance leader or hero, and she wants to basically go to Cardassia and rescue him from a prison camp, which, by the way, no Bajoran should be in a prison camp based on the treaty, but, you know, the Cardassians are assholes, so. Woo! <laughs> Woo! They are Cardassholes. Pretty much. I mean, no country in our history has ever done that, where they kept prisoners of war long after the war ends. That would be nope. ridiculous. That would be insane. That would never happen. Oh... Uh... Don't don't look that up. It'll make you too sad. Stay with Star Trek. It's fun when it's made up sadness. <laughs> when is she gonna learn that like that's not a part of like Starfleet's job or like directive or whatever you want to call it? Right. Like they're not there to like do everything you want. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's like Starfleet, well, not Starfleet. Cisco in particular really does try to help. But um but yeah, Starfleet in general, I don't think you you'll find he they don't usually agree with what he does. And this is gonna be important going forward, especially well, for a while actually. Um there's a new I don't know if at this point they're called a terrorist group, but they're called the Circle, which is they have a graffiti in a hall, random hallway in the space station, and the Circle basically doesn't want the Federation there. They want Bajor for Bajorans. So, yeah, they're against everybody. Yeah, me too. And the fact that it's shown up in the station is kind of a big deal because before this it was only on Bajor. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, Odo, there are no low security. Come on, do your job. Surveil everybody. Yeah. Yeah, Odo. Yeah, you douche. <laughs> Told him. He's actually really good with that baseball. I couldn't do that. <laughs> Although I can't do much with any kind of sports ball, so. Yeah, sports ball. <laughs> that feels right to say on a Star Trek show, because we're all nerds here. Yeah, they told you. Yeah, they told you. I mean, Did you listen? No. You were just like, everybody's going to be so happy to see us, and the Bajorans are going to be so grateful that we're here. Fool. That's a fair point. Like, if the mission is successful, you, know, you don't have to say anything to Cardassians. What the hell were they doing with prisoners of war? Yeah. If it's not successful, well, she'll probably be dead.
And I want to point out some character growth that, um, like, I feel like you should appreciate from the last season. Uh, last season, if this was a first season episode, Major Kira would have either called somebody in the government to berate Cisco or gone and still in the runabout by now, but she actually waited for his decision this time. That, yeah, okay. I can appreciate that. <laughs> it's that's something. good. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's definitely it. That's definitely progress. We'll see where that progress leads, but yeah. it's progress. I also love the like the joke that yeah she didn't go over anybody's head, but everybody kind of knows what she wants to do. So yeah. O'Brien's already got a plan for making the ship invisible, the sensors, and all this other stuff. <laughs> The hell is she doing? Eating something. Why is she eating? I mean, if I was about to go to a prison camp and maybe die, I'd probably want to have a meal. I don't know. (laughs) Sorry. I do love the fact that Cisco is willing to risk um, a Federation officer causing complications later, but it's like he's not going, it's O'Brien. I am completely willing to risk your life, O'Brien. Get the hell out of here. You and your small child. Boom, got him. Nice one, Brian. They never say this, but um, I really do think O'Brien would be way down with the suicide run rather rather than being captured by the Cardassians. Yeah. Like he get we get glimpses of it in later episodes, but he definitely has like PTSD from the war with the Cardassians and it did not go well for him. Which is, by the way, one of the reasons it's a nuanced show because there's all these layers of, you know, history to every character. Yeah. Here we go. Ooh, they're taking off. Ooh, they're gonna do it. Oh, they almost did that thing. Not really. Oh, they're doing that thing. <laughs> no, they did the thing. Now this is over. They both died. Yeah. That didn't take long. (laughs) They're being nailed. That seems like a good plan. We'll just bluff our way through. (laughs) 
son of a bitch, O'Brien. That was your job with the subspace field emitters. Man, she is really not looking for help on this. No. Well, so, be, so for anybody not watching along, what we're watching is um, the, a Cardassian outpost has seen their ship and it believes it's not a Federation ship, but thinks there's something wrong with it. So it's asking to send a repair crew to help them. And they don't want that because, well, then they would see it's a Federation ship. Obviously, so that would not be a good idea. Yeah. I mean, I think it's fine, really. I would just, you know, kill the repair ship and take that ship for your own. Yeah, pirate that ship, yo. <laughs> hey, look, it's Tatooine. <laughs> I knew it! <laughs> All it took was one season. We're finally getting to planets that I know. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen eventually. Well, gonna have to land, guys. Yep. We're gonna have to land. Well, that looks like a fun place. I mean, did you expect it to be fun? Yeah, totally, man. Looks like a blast. Looks like Camp Krusty from The Simpsons. That's a fun <laughs> joke for anybody that's seen that episode. So um, we're not really told what this camp is for, but as far as I can tell, they take those rocks and move them over there, and then they move those rocks over here. I think you're right. Although the, the rocks may actually go over there. Right. But not by those rocks. Those rocks are the big rocks. Yeah, no. Ah, uh, the good old-fashioned, the females a whore bit. Yep. Yeah, no sampling. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, 90s. So very, so very startling, too. 
I feel like this is going to work out fine for that guard. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing bad is going to happen from this. She, she's a, a very pretty woman. She doesn't have much in the way of cleavage yeah. <laughs> to distract people with, I would say. She doesn't need it, man. No, she got, she's got the sass. The sass is what she needs to do. The sass is what, yeah, <laughs> the sass is what keeps guys coming. <laughs> Gentlemen, I suggest we GTFO. <laughs> Oh, God, carry him. He's all that matters. Clearly, Steve back there didn't matter too much. <laughs> Nobody cares about Steve. Sorry, Steve. I wasn't called for. <laughs> I mean, we're, we all miss you, Steve. Yep. In memoriam of Steve. I'm Can not we can't go in. Steve, 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 Steve. That's it. That's all Steve deserves. I think I think this might be like one of our biggest phaser fights so far in this show, actually, I just realized. I don't even think it I don't even think it's a question. I think it's definitely. Yeah, like they fired phasers every once in a while, but it's not usually been back and forth yet like this. Yeah. Yeah, O'Brien. Actually, looking through a lot of the episodes, there is some um, more action in this season, maybe than last season. I think part of that's probably due to the fact that they got a second season, so their budget was slightly higher. Uh, <laughs> oh, snap, crackle, pop. I mean, this is like this is a night, a family show. They're not going to leave, you know, those four or five men to die, or maybe they will. I don't know. I mean, they should. If he's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. If he's the savior of everyone. Woo. Well, isn't this fun? Yep. I feel like they were just being lazy and they didn't want to walk to the infirmary. Yep. No, I think that's true. Love this so much. I'm not going to talk over this just because it's so hilarious to me. Uh -huh. 
Well, I mean, that that's kind of a go-to Cardassian move. Like, I don't care what kind of evidence you had about the camp, they would never let those prisoners go. But if you go in there and break out the prisoners, they'll immediately be like, oh my god, we didn't know. Oh, our bad. Here, have the rest of the prisoners. <laughs> they do that several times. We're like, yep, they're, they, as soon as they've been found out and really found out, they will just cave immediately. Yes, congratulations, Major. I mean, only Get out of my mind. <laughs> I'm pr like, I read this, and I think it was this guy, the guy that plays Lee Nellis. Um, mm -hmm. He's uncredited in the show, and the reason he's uncredited is because he didn't do the show for money or anything. He did it because his kids like the show. So, like, he's not a, when you look at the credits, he's not credited. I just think huh. that's interesting when people do that sort of thing. That is interesting. Yeah. So yeah, this um, there's going to be more, especially in the next few episodes, there's going to be a lot more action in the show coming up, but um, it does also have a lot to do with politics of Bajor. So just everybody be ready for that. It's fun. Yeah, politics. Woo. You love politics, I love politics. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a good analogy of who this guy should be considered. I don't actually um, know. Yeah. Who do you think's wearing an ear earrings cool? <laughs> I thought you were really going to help me there because you know history too. Well, fine. I'll just keep thinking about it until I figure somebody out. Yeah, yeah. keep thinking about it. Because uh, that makes a good podcast, me sitting here thinking. Yeah, think. Open your mind, bitch. Oh. <laughs> Who does she think she is? All I did was risk my life. No bigs. I have to admit, that's actually a pretty, uh, pretty good line uh, that he said there. No, what you did was declare war on Cardassia. Thank God that they refused this time. <laughs> or they refused the invitation. Which is very true, by the way. She totally yeah. did go there and declare war on Cardassia. All right. Do your job. He just starts with a speech from, from Forrest Gump on the Washington Monument. Hmm. 
Bejor is finally free. Yep, totally. Uh, last time I checked, this isn't your home. Your home is Bejor, bro. That just, that um, just put a Happy Gilmore quote in my head. You know, the, why would you go to your home? Would you go for your home? <laughs> but while we're just watching the politician talk about, you know, politician stuff to the crowd, did you see the stuff that, was, that came out like last week about Happy Gilmore? No. So... Um, Adam Sandler and I can't I don't know his name I'm sorry about that but the guy that plays Shoon and Gavin um, they had a Twitter thing back and forth about like Hap, like uh, Adam Sandler still had his shot and then the other guy tweeted back as Shooter saying it's all about the short game Gilmore so I, and I guess what that's led to is a very at least uh, talks of a sequel to Happy Gilmore where it's going to be Adam Sandler and Shooter McGavin um, on the senior tour. Which, <laughs> which I know, but I would so totally watch that. So let's see what happens. But I just thought I'd mention it since Happy Gilmore popped in my head. I mean, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it'll probably be horrible, but I'm still going to watch it and love it. Yeah, obviously, no. Like, there's certain things that if you hit the nostalgia button, we're just going to automatically give people money. So. Exactly. I don't trust this guy. Yeah, he does seem kind of shifty. Not really. Yeah. No, he's definitely hiding something. I don't know if we find out in this episode. I think we do. But... Not, well, let's, I don't want to get too. I don't want to give too much away because yeah. it leads into future episodes too. So I'll just wait till we get to see what we see. I mean, speaking about looking fake and shifty, Jesus Christ, Cisco right there just looked like he had not just something up his sleeve, but just fucking everything up his sleeve. Like, <laughs> good God, that fake-ass smile. Well, I never, like, I never thought about it, because I think he's supposed to be genuine in that moment. It doesn't look it. By the way, uh, I, this is one of my favorite pork bits ever. So we're back at the bar, and Cork is counting out the profits. And he literally starts counting because he's counting for him. He's like, uh, one for you, six for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rom just pointed out, that's not fair. And Cork agrees with him. That isn't fair. So we're going to start with one for Rom. And seven for Quark, because that's fair. That makes more sense. Yeah. 
that's, that, that's more logical right there. In order for an equal share of profits, you should probably do an equal amount of work. I mean, he does a lot more work around here, around the bar, than I think you would um, realize. I mean, it gets talked about more later, but he's literally the only one that fixes anything around the bar. And he um, he's a waiter. But yeah, probably not equal, even on Earth standards. So, the that group just officially went from uh, you know, graffiti artists yeah, to terrorists. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't know that before. Um so I'm not gonna I won't go too much into it, but I find this really funny to me that Babylon five has an episode where something very similar happens where an alien gets attacked and branded on the face like that. I have no idea which of the two episodes actually predated each other, but that's like it's weird enough that they're sci-fi stories about you know space stations, but the they were on TV at the same time. But the fact that they have that similar of a plot point is really weird too. Yeah. I'm afraid so, because they're radicals. Radical dude. Who let that 90s surfer in here? Well, you know, they started their own planet, sir. I don't care. It's my space station, and I said nobody from Brutopia. Huh? It's called Brotopia. Shut the fuck up! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that. As we get more famous, I think Brotopia is going to get its own place in Star Trek canon. Absolutely. So, uh, that'll be nice. Oh, thank God there's no Scar. Don't lie to him like that. He is never handsome. I mean, she did technically lie. He's the exact amount of handsome to her that he was before. That's fair. <laughs> Couldn't sleep. I, I bet he got rejected. Yeah, but it's for a sad reason. This is actually um, it's kind of an interesting moment in the show. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So um, the reason for everybody, again, just in case you're not watching along, um, Jake's date didn't work out with the Bajoran girl because her father wouldn't let them date because he is not Bajoran. So obviously we're you know paralleling racism, basically. Right. Well, the good news is he's a teenager, so it probably wouldn't have worked out anyways. Plus, yeah, like he'll fall in love in like two more minutes when the next girl walks by. Exactly. Like, calm down. Oh. Good lord. Don't you, like, I know it's cliche to say this, but don't you wish you could just talk to your teenage self for like five seconds to let them know that that's all true? 
Yeah. Both of you probably would listen to yourself. <laughs> no, absolutely. <sighs> I would have. I would tell myself to do a lot of things differently. Yeah, well, you are who you are because of what you've done. Can't change it. Might as well accept it. Yep. Darn tootin'. Oh, look, another random alien race. Oh, wait, what? Yeah, it's actually. So, um, that that alien captain that just called Cisco said he caught a stowaway. So, what we just found out is Lee Nellis was trying to sneak away from the space station. Ah. Uh. Uh, yeah, he's going to explain why. And I'll explain to you guys why once we've actually watched the scene. So. I'm guessing that's, that's the fact that he probably wants nothing to do with leadership. Yeah, that's a good point. I hope I covered up the microphone so you guys didn't hear. Have to hear me sneeze right then. Well, I heard it. Damn it! I did my best. I put my hand over the microphone and everything. Well, you suck. Well. Partially because we don't have any real podcasting equipment. I don't have a sneeze button. I just have to deal with what I have to deal with. I didn't even know there was such thing as a sneeze button. Yeah. If you have like a real radio setup, you'll have like you'll have microphones and there's a button that'll actually cut your mic if you have to sneeze or whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's called a mute. Whatever. I've heard it called a sneeze button by other people. So that's why I call it that. Well, you're lying. I don't believe you one bit. Get out of here, you non-Bajoran. Sorry, this is actually a pretty cool story that they came up with for this. So, basically, the thing that made him a hero is um, he killed this he killed the leader of a Cardassian um, military but the way it actually happened was that he just randomly stumbled across this guy taking a bath while he was unarmed and when the uh, general went for his rifle he shot him and so you know you know how things work after that basically it became he single-handedly defeated a whole you know platoon of Cardassians yeah and he became a hero so I really wish I could think because th- there are there are real life instances. I just can't put one in my head right now. Oh well. Maybe if someday someone on a message board will yell at me, well really you should have thought of this person and that person and what the hell's wrong with not thinking of this person? And I'll be like, Well, you weren't there at the time, smart ass. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in this position. I don't think anybody would. <laughs> he needs to be the hero that they need. Yep. If not the hero that they deserve right now. It's a Batman reference. Oh, wow. I didn't get it. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I might make some more bad references before we're done. So shut the hell up and enjoy them. Don't talk to me like that, you non-Bajoran. Not kind of want to watch Batman. I mean, not right this second, but just in general. That's a thought for me. <laughs> Good night, folks. It's over. It's like Batman now. <laughs> That's a thought for my later time. It's not recorded on the air. I mean, that's a, I, I know he feels like he like is just a lot and he doesn't want to do it. And there's probably a part of that that's definitely true. But at the same time, you're going to be able to live in like luxury and enjoy every day for the rest of your life for the most part. Right. Like, yeah. And not really well, have to do anything. Yeah, no, there's definitely a certain type of person that could you know make that life work really well for themselves. Yo. You know... <laughs> <laughs> Crowd. Yeah, I can do that for a few moments. Oh, basically, yeah. If you if it happened to you, you'd end up being Zach Brannigan. I got ten women. Yeah, I got ten women waiting for me in a jacuzzi. Can we make this quick? Uh, let make sure the champagne is on ice. Yeah, yeah. And you better <laughs> ice that champagne. Oh, this is a big plot twist. Bum, bum, bum. Um, Kira has been replaced as the first officer on Deep Space Nine. Lee Nellis will now be the first officer. Huh. Yep. Kind of screwed yourself out of job there, didn't you, Kira? <laughs> and there we go. To be continued. Finally. I guess we won't be seeing her anymore. <laughs> sure. Yeah, she's not coming back. They said it right there, so it must be yeah, true. Don't joke about that, buddy. Like, that happened to me on that other show where then people just didn't show back up. Fucking assholes. Anywho, so there we go. That This is actually the start. That was the start of a three-parter, basically. There's there's The next two episodes are linked to this. So what did you think of the first part? Pretty good. I, I So overall, I think I like the beginning of this season better than the beginning of the first, I guess, which makes mm-hmm. sense. But, um, right. But yeah, no, I actually, I thought this was pretty good overall. I think I will, as long as the, as the rest of the season builds up the way the first one did, but it's starting out at a better place, then right. I definitely think that uh, I will enjoy the season more. Yeah. There, and I, I'm not, I don't know, like, detail, just because I didn't, like, take time to look through it, but I looked through the first, the next season, and yeah, there's a lot of really good stuff that happens, like... The stuff that, um, like again, I won't get too much into it just to not spoil it for you, but the stuff that you have to watch in order to sort of lead into Voyager is really cool. So that's part of this season. Um, I don't, I think this season, the bigger thing is going to be Bajor. We haven't quite got to where we're going to be dealing with threats from the other side of the galaxy. That's more of the third season. But I think by the end of this, we start to hint at that sort of stuff. So that'll be fun. So yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, join us next week. I forget what the episode's called. It might be called the Circle, but I'm not 100 sure. It's called what. season two, episode two. Got him. Season two, episode two of season two. There, I did it. <laughs> oh god, I'm I'm never gonna live that down. Nope, I'm not yeah. gonna forget that for next week. Yeah. Oh, and I've also I don't know if I, uh, everybody's noticed, but I did go back through, and now if you look at um, the way the 
the Chaos Final Frontier is listed on your podcast app, it will tell you um, DS9 or TNG. And if we end up doing Voyager, I'll put in Voyager too. That way you'll know what it, what show you're listening to when you listen to an episode. So, well done. Yep. You're I figured do it now. <laughs> yeah, I say I figured do it now before there's 20 episodes to deal with. Yeah, no, that's um, So yeah, this Wednesday, big episode. We're finally at Halloween Havoc. Woo! Monster trucks. Woo! And, and I mentioned this on the bonus episode that was released. Um, well, when you're hearing this, it'll be released on Friday. Um, that uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about with the Mr. Paul White, a.k.a. the Giant, um, now going to AEW. Yeah. So, like, I'm always just on the other end of actually being topical. The fact that we just got to this episode that we set up six weeks ago, and just now Paul White becomes relevant in the in wrestling. Dude, news. yeah, You're, yeah, it's eerie. <laughs> uh, anyway, so definitely listen to that. I'm really looking forward to it, and um, yeah, I think that's good for now. Join us next week for the next episode of Chaos Final Frontier. Um, and just, again, thanks to uh, Eric Bowman for our theme song. And just because I always do it, you can follow the show at Chaos is everywhere on Facebook. You can write the show Chaos Pod Show. Follow the show at Chaos Pod Show on Twitter. And uh, write or follow me at LastGilchrist1. And, uh, yeah, I told you this personally, but you are now officially an admin of the Chaos is Everywhere Facebook page. So feel Ooh, free to do raise. whatever you want to do with that. Yeah, so, raise. Woo. Uh, oh, um, this this is awkward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, I had to to get the DJ Madman to do anything else. I had to promise him more money that oh. had to come from somewhere. So you're actually going to get a deduction in pay. Oh. So oh. I feel like <laughs> probably should have mentioned that there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, everybody have a good night, and we'll see you Wednesday. Or yeah. I'll see you, because he might just quit. So I'll see you Wednesday. Yeah, rock out with your socks out. <laughs>